Welcome and thank you for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SCRS Talks. I'm Jimmy Bechtel, the Vice President of Site Engagement with the Society. SCRS Talks is a program that allows our partners and those that we work closely with to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern, share exciting achievements, and learn about our community. Today, we have Dr. Richard Pollack, a trained podiatrist in practice, starting at a small independent research venture to recently with Evolution Research Group, who will be helping us celebrate our 10-year anniversary by sharing some of his memories and sentiments being one of our charter members. Let's take a minute to meet our speakers. Dr. Pollack, if you wouldn't mind a brief introduction from you, please. Uh, thank you, Jimmy. Very happy to be part of this program. Uh, my name is Richard Pollack. I'm a podiatrist in San Antonio, Texas. I have been practicing in podiatry for over 40 years and retired in the fall of 2021. I got into clinical research approximately around 30 years ago. And being a podiatrist, I started with clinical research and podiatry research, which would be diabetic foot ulcers, athlete's feet, uh, onychomycosis or fungus toenails, and that's how I got started. Uh, subsequently, uh, uh, since I had been in clinical research, I had the opportunity attending a meeting at Site Solutions Summit and heard about what's called an exit strategy for clinical research since at that time I was in my mid to late 60s and was able to attend that particular session. And that session was, uh, if you will, uh, very positive in terms of my career because uh, at that time I met a investment banker and he introduced me to Evolution Research Group, which is now a very large uh, consortium of multiple sites, uh, predominantly in neuroscience and analgesia. And so they now started, I think, when I started with them five years ago, they've now evolved to, I believe, over 600 employees. So those are my introductory remarks. Thank you, Dr. Pollock. That is quite the trajectory and um, a unique story to be to be sure. Thank you. So, Dr. Pollock, tell us how you heard about SCRS and how you initially became involved. Approximately 15, 18 years ago, I went to a research meeting. It was not Site Solution Summit. I think Site Solution Summit has just was in its infancy, maybe its third year. And I met Christine Pierre and many of her uh, colleagues at that time, RX Research, I believe. And anyway, uh, they had uh, mentioned the Site Solutions Summit. And so I started attending uh, many of the Site Solutions Summit meetings, which predominantly have been in Florida and obviously a, a wonderful place to have a meeting in the fall. And through that, uh, the SCRS later evolved once again 10 years ago. And I'm simply amazed at the accomplishments and achievements of SCRS and where the industry has grown. Uh, obviously, I was in private practice, uh, had a group of eight podiatrists, which uh, evolved when I left the group, and then also started in clinical research once again around 20, 30 years ago with just one employee. And then one employee over the years became 60 employees in research. And then once again, five years ago, I, uh, if you will, introduced and acquired by Evolution Research Group. Which So I've gone through being in research with just one employee to 60 employees to now one of 600 employees. And so Christine Pierre, who unfortunately passed away years ago, but it's been an incredible pioneer in our industry and yourself and others, 
uh, I believe, helped form uh, SCRS. And that's been uh, really a, an amazing accomplishment in terms of where research is going for the clinical trials, uh, particularly for the sites in the United States and apparently also around the world and in many other countries. An incredible journey, and, and it's great to hear how you uh, learned about what we do at the Society, and, and always fun to hear about memories of, of Christine. So, um, Dr. Pollock, you did share a little bit about where you were 10 years ago, right, uh, kind of with, with uh, next to no employees, a very small research operation, versus now being up in the uh, one of 600, right, just, re- just recently here. But how has SCRS and, and the summits um, that you've attended practically religiously from start to today, how has SCRS helped you with that journey? Well, SCRS has helped, and I think Site Solutions Summit has helped in simply sharing information. And, you know, being in private practice as a doctor, you share information in terms of new science, scientific uh, ways of treating various diseases, new surgical procedures. But I, I never saw such an openness between both SCRS as well as Site Solutions Summit. So what I found was an incredible opportunity for uh, mentorship. You'd find other clinical trial sites that had more experience than perhaps you at that, at, at that time, and some of them would actually mentor you. Uh, also, uh, education. Obviously, the Site Solutions Summit was a phenomenal uh, educational opportunity for someone who's in clinical trial practice, whether it be the United States or outside the United States. Another important feature is connectivity. You're now connected to various other sites, some of whom do similar trials that you do, some do others. I think that's perhaps how I got involved in doing as a podiatrist, doing vaccine trials with Sanofi. And then advocacy. I think that's where SCRS is very important. They advocate for clinical trial sites because historically, Jimmy, when I got into the initial clinical research, one of the concerns and problems, or I call it the black hole, was, okay, you have a clinical trial site, but how do you find out about the various trials? Who do you talk to? You just call Pfizer up, 1-800-Pfizer, or, you know, who do you, who do you speak to? And so, between uh, SCRS and Site Solution Summit, uh, we now have a, an excellent means of communication between ourselves and also the CROs or clinical research organizations, as well as the sponsors. Absolutely, Dr. Pollock. There's a, a lot of refreshing sentiments there around some of the pillars of SCRS you had mentioned specifically, right? Connection and education. So it is great to hear that those were valuable pillars for you and you were able to um, embrace those and and through the summits and and, and the content and some of the other things we do um, uh, uh, make that make some of that happen. So that's great. So uh, Dr. Pollock, talk to, talk to me a little bit about how you or your organizations over the years have been involved with SCRS and what we've done at the summits and how has that evolved or changed over the years as you've become you know, more involved over time? One of the many concerns being a site is payments. You know, there was always a major concern that the sponsors or the CROs would not pay a clinical trial site on a timely basis. And this became a major concern of, of the organization. And I think through the organization, through SCRS, that we were able to do surveys, we were able to 
have communication with the uh, various leaders within the clinical trials and explaining to the sponsors and CROs that it's very difficult to run a business and get paid six months after the work has been done. And I think through whether it be the white papers, whether it be through the uh, excellent communication between uh, what we now have, which we did not have 10 years ago, I think it's clear that clinical trial sites are now being paid in a more timely manner. Uh, another item, whether it's been addressed by SCRS or whether it's been addressed by Site Solution Summit meetings is uh, talking about budgets. Uh, a lot of people were doing budgets at a, a major discount because they weren't aware that if they changed the informed consent that you could charge for your the, the sponsor, the CRO, for an additional change in the informed consent because everyone who is in that trial needs to sign a new informed, cons informed consent. So it's just, I'm just talking about small things, but these things all add up. And between getting paid in a timely manner by getting a budget that's close to what you need in order to run a trial successfully, uh, SCRS as well as Site Solution Summit has been monumental. I mean, just incredible and is uh, well worthwhile. Excellent, Dr. Pollock. Those are a lot of initiatives and programs that I know Christine um, was the epitus for, right? She helped found those and, and bring them to life. And it's great to hear that they have been so helpful to your site. And we know that those have been helpful to other sites in the past, some of those resources. Talk to me a little bit about the industry itself, Dr. Pollock. How has it changed? Um, and what has been the most impactful or prominent change in your opinion over the last uh, 10 years or so? Well, uh, I think, Jimmy, uh, not many people 10 years ago in the research industry even knew about clinical trials, okay? And then, of course, came COVID back in, let's just say, in the United States in January or Feb let's just say February 2020. All of a sudden, patients know about the CDC. They know about Dr. Fauci. They know about clinical research. They know about Moderna. They know about Pfizer. They know about J&J. &J. It's not like they didn't hear about Pfizer and they didn't hear about J&J, &J, but through these vaccines, they were able to save numerous people's lives. And now that they have Paxlovid with Pfizer, which is an oral medication, once you do have COVID, it's uh, I personally had COVID in early June of this year for the first time and was able to take Paxlovid. I didn't have to just kind of suffer it on my vacation. So I was able to personally enjoy that. In terms of how the industry has changed, other than uh, the awareness of the individuals or people in the United States and throughout the world, uh, research is first, you know, front and forward. I mean, everyone knows about clinical research. They now know about trials. But I think one thing that I may add that may be a little different than perhaps some of the other speakers is I've noticed that historically, clinical trial sites get patients through advertising of some sort, whether it be through TV, traditionally, radio, newspaper. Newspaper is pretty uh, not, not very viable much now, now because people aren't reading newspapers much, but, and of course, social media. 
But I think one thing that has happened, at least in my personal experience, Jimmy, is most of the trials that I have participated in, and not just myself and not just uh, the company that Evolution Research Group that have been part of the past five years, was, is I, I think there's been, uh, because of the division, you might say, with what's happened with COVID, you know, should you be a vaccinator or not a vaccinator, uh, there's been sometimes a, a lack of trust that's been, in my, apparent, in my experience, uh, the past couple of years. So I think it's becoming more difficult for a clinical trial site to enroll patients through the more traditional means, which was advertising, once again, TV, radio, newspaper, and social media. And I think right now, uh, maybe the industry needs to affiliate with strong, large medical groups. And because what large medical groups have, whether it be uh, internal medicine, whether the other large medical groups form trust, and maybe some of the patients could be coming from their practice and working out some sort of partnership between the site and a large medical group uh, within their community. Uh, those are the big items that, in my opinion, have changed. Yeah, they're definitely large. Uh, changes, right? Very impactful changes, things that um, we've seen. It, it's been, it has been really interesting to see the transition, even in my relatively short tenure in the industry from the way we used to advertise and the way we used to do recruitment and marketing to what we're doing now. And even this transition into the digital and technology influenced space. But I, I really like the point you made, Dr. Pollock, around um, the awareness of clinical research just in general. And that, that truly has been something that has been uh, momentous, I think, for our industry. People didn't know, people didn't seek out clinical research unless you were part of the medical community. Um, it wasn't a job that you would find just kind of uh, and be something you sought after. It was kind of something that you stumbled into in, in, in most cases. So that I, I appreciate your your sentiment there around that. And, and it truly has been um, interesting to see. Dr. Pollock, our final question here is around um, you know, your favorite experiences or memories through SCRS and the summit. Uh, sure, I'd love to talk about that. Uh, first and foremost, once again, through Christine Pierre and her clinical trial site at that time was the openness, the sharing of information, the willing to help, if you will, competitors, uh, other sites in the United States. Uh, I, I was just floored by the willingness to, you might say, open up, share information, uh, develop best practices, and, and be mentors. And and there was a, a tremendous sharing of information that I just wasn't historically accustomed to when you're in business, whether you're a doctor or whatever kind of business. So I think that first and foremost was uh, just amazing and enlightening to me. And secondly, the opportunity, and once again, this was through the Site Solutions Summit meeting approximately six years ago. Uh, once again, they had a meeting session by an investment banker called your exit tra uh, strategy. And uh, because of that particular one meeting, one hour meeting that I attended, I was able to uh, connect with a large site, uh, or, or which was in this case, not a site, but a large organization called Evolution Research Group, 
they found uh, a need that they wanted to get into the field of analgesics. And that predominantly is what I was uh, zeroing in on in terms of my uh, practice, in terms of research. And uh, I think it became a very healthy uh, opportunity and uh, you might say in a positive way, uh, somewhat life-changing because I know a lot of the other sites that have been very successful have been acquired. And I think it works out well for both parties, both for the site that's been acquired and for the company that acquires them. And it's rare in my life, Jimmy, to have what I would call a win-win-win situation. And and finally, I guess the last thing I want to mention is what I love about research is it's a win-win-win situation. And that's extremely rare. And what I mean by that is simply the following. The patient that I have seen in my practice in clinical research wins because they have an opportunity to participate in a trial of a new drug or technique that is not available to them, and it's at no cost to them, and in fact, they get paid. Number two, the second win is the doctor or the owner of the clinical trial site generally has a very, you might say, uh, a very fair, not even fair, a very you might say generous budget in most cases, certainly a retail budget because having been in private practice for 40 years, uh, most doctors' practices are getting paid substantially less than they were getting paid per procedure or visit uh, as they did 40 years ago. Most people don't realize that. And third, the uh, pharmaceutical company or the CRO wins because if the drug is successful, then obviously they've done well and there was money well spent. And the fourth win is frankly the entire community at large win because now we have many new drugs and specifically the most recent ones are the vaccines uh, that we're all familiar with for COVID as well as the oral vac, uh, oral Paxlovid for COVID. And so everybody wins. It's unlike any other business arrangement I ever participated in. When you go and try to buy a new car, the car dealership wins. You get your car, but the car dealership wins. And so that's what's been the most exciting part of research to me is everybody wins. And that's I love about it. That's a really uh, refreshing perspective and a great way to end our our talk today, Dr. Pollock, because I, I truly had not thought about that, right? I've identified those before, of course, as outcomes of the clinical research enterprise, but when you put them all together like that and explain them that way, it's one of those things I wish the entire world recognized and, and knew um, because it really is exactly the paradigm for clinical research and, and, and what we as an industry work towards and what we have been part of um, as clinical research sites and, and the other players in the industry. So that's awesome. Uh, and again, a great way to end our discussion today. So Dr. Pollock, I want to thank you um, for your time today, your perspective and your insights into what we've been able to do together over the last 10 years and, and where you and SCRS has come um, during that last decade. So thank you for being here with us today. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Thank you. Well, everybody listening, make sure that you register for those upcoming summits that Dr. Pollock mentioned, like our Global Site Solutions Summit, being held October 7th through the 9th down in Hollywood, Florida, by visiting our summit page. 
while you're on that website, check out our other SCRS publications for the community in that publication section of myscrs.org. I appreciate everyone's participation in today's program and look forward to having you join us for more great content. Thanks for listening.